it is my pleasure to welcome back to our program somebody who's becoming kind of a regular. He's got the right beat, so we're going to keep talking to him. His name is Jonathan Horwitz. He is the education writer for the Desert Sun, our news partners, and he has a story that uh, just came out, I think it was yesterday, uh, that was headlined, School Absences Are on the Rise Among Teachers. Where are the substitutes? So I'll ask you, where are they, Jonathan? Hi, John. Thanks for having me. And the substitutes are absent nationwide. There are some substitutes, but far less than districts have normally counted upon in the past. And some of them are missing because they don't want to work in this new COVID era in which they might be concerned about uh, contracting the virus, or they might be concerned about working under the virus protocols, whether that's teaching while wearing a mask all day or submitting uh, to submitting to uh, testing or giving uh, the district's proof of their vaccination, which will be a requirement going into effect soon. And at the same time, this is happening. There might be more of a need for substitute teachers than ever before. And that's because districts are coming out of a, of a wave of recent retirements among teachers who left for those same reasons uh, due to um, the, the pandemic or due to changes of technology in classrooms that uh, have begun due to the pandemic. And lots of older retirement age teachers uh, might not have wanted to make those changes uh, to the ways they've been teaching for for years or decades before and decided it was time to retire. So in a nutshell, at the same time that there's a greater demand for teachers, there's also, uh, for substitute teachers, there's a shortage of them as well. Yeah, it's really interesting. I saw an article uh, also today, or it might have just uh, not been an article, but a wire service uh, story from our friends at NBC that um, talked about the fact that, uh, I'm trying to remember which... Uh, state it was but in one place and i'm looking for it oh it was in oregon uh oregon is dropping the bachelor degree requirement to be a substitute teacher amid their shortage uh, of substitutes up there and it's a temporary measure that would allow school districts to put in place emergency substitute teaching licenses and those short-term licenses would allow the applicant to work only in the district which is sponsoring them. Uh, but it's kind of interesting that you may not even have to have uh, uh, any sort of a degree as far as a bachelor degree or master's as many school districts require for teaching various classes. Yes, and in fact, here in California, a, short, a short-term substitute teacher does not need to have a bachelor's degree as long as they're working toward a bachelor's degree. So there are cases where teachers are in front of students who have yet to earn a bachelor's degree, although I know from conversations with the leaders of our three public school districts here in the Valley that they uh, try not to hire um, those teachers whenever possible. Now, I know that in your story, you opened up by talking with a retired school teacher who had been planning to travel this fall, um, not be back in a classroom. Can you tell us a little bit about her and her story and, and why she ended up coming back to the Desert Sands Unified School District? 
Absolutely. So Ada Jean Gatherum, or Jeannie, uh, recently retired from teaching in Desert Sands Unified, where she had been for a number of years. And she had also worked in Palm Springs Unified, as well as other districts in California. Um, she taught social studies and math in middle and, in middle and high school and, you know, just reached the age where she decided it was time to retire and uh, has a real passion for traveling. And so decided that's what she would like to do uh, after stepping away from teaching in 2019. But she's been in communication with many of her close friends and colleagues uh, as well as some students who are still in the district. And she's heard that they're needing substitute teachers, that there's some um, unfilled positions. And so she decided that it would be in, she felt a responsibility, she told me, to to come back and step up and step into those classrooms and make sure that kids have some stability. And in fact, she um noted that in one classroom uh, for a teacher who was ill with COVID-19 and eventually passed away from the virus or or complications related to the virus, she was actually that class's fifth substitute in three weeks. So because of COVID-19, there's a great degree of disruption to the learning of students. And because of uh, people like Gatherum and others stepping up, they're, they're just doing their best to minimize that disruption. Yeah, and as you stop and think about what she says and what she's going through and what her colleagues are going through, it kind of makes me stop and think, maybe we need to also look at teachers much the way that Americans have begun to look at, and people in other countries too, look at nurses and doctors and the hero status that they have because they're going to the burnout level and they're still sitting there and doing a job that is absolutely necessary in our society at a very difficult time to do it. So the fact that people who have already retired are coming back and stepping up and trying to help keep the school systems afloat and help uh, students learn and help their fellow educators uh, not completely burn out. Because as you go into talking about in the story, uh, there are a lot of teachers who are losing their, their classroom prep time, right? Yes, that's correct. So if a district puts out a call for a substitute teacher and they're unable to get one, what will happen is that full-time teachers will have to rotate to another classroom at their school to make sure that those kids have supervision. So if you're at a middle or high school, typically kids have six or seven periods per day, and the teachers get one of those periods off to prep for subsequent lessons or to do grading or whatever work they need to do outside of instruction. But if there's not enough substitute teachers, then they have to forego that planning period and go into another classroom to serve as a, as a sub for that period. So it's creating more work for them. They are compensated for that, but they're, they're missing out on prep time, which um, I've been told by some teachers that that's more valuable than ever because In addition to having your normal classes, you also have some students who are doing distance learning because they're quarantining since they've been exposed to the virus. And so instead of being able to put together supplemental materials for them, they're actually teaching an entirely different teacher's classroom. 
Jonathan Horwitz is the education writer at the Desert Sun. Again, the story that we're talking about that he had published yesterday was uh, entitled School Absences Are on the Rise Among Teachers. Where are the substitutes? And you can find this when you go to desertsun.com. Jonathan, tell me a little bit about how many teachers in the local school districts uh, are absent every day. I was blown away to read uh, the number that you posted about Palm Springs Unified in terms of the average daily number of requests for subs and that that was double what had normally been seen at this time of year. That's right. So across Palm Springs Unified, the average number, daily number of requests for subs is between 85 and 90. A day? Meaning 85 a day. 85 to 90 classrooms per day are in demand of a substitute teacher. And usually that would be like 40? That's correct, about half of that. I mean, even that number blows me away on, a, on an average day. You know, I We're mean, talking about 22,000 or so students in the district. And, um, and so, yeah, 40 classrooms, you know, one, one or two per school and double that during the pandemic. Well, what do the schools do? They can't just send kids home. What do they do when they don't have enough teachers to have one present in every class? Is that when the administrators have to step up and become the math teacher or what? That's right. So any certificated employee is being asked to be on call right now in each of the districts to step into a classroom. So of course, the best option is that a substitute teacher is available. But if there's too many shortages or too many requests, then a teacher might have to forego their prep period, as we discussed. And if there's still more absenteeism amongst teachers, then a district administrator might even have to leave the district office and go in and teach a class or a principal or assistant principal or another uh, office employee at the district will have to go in and, and teach a class for a period or two. And in the worst case scenario, if none of those options are available, and this happens rarely, but it has happened in the school year, classes will actually have to be combined. Um, and that could lead elementary school teachers supervising as many as 40 kids at a time, which 40 kindergartners, for instance, is a, is a lot to watch out for. And the state um, really strongly recommends that that um, teachers and, and administrators avoid, avoid those situations. Yeah. What is the typical class size here in the Coachella Valley right now? You know, it depends on grade level, and I'm not sure what the average class size is, but the California Education Code mandates that the maximum class size for grades one through three cannot exceed 32 students. Okay. So on those days when classes need to be merged and can have 40 first or third graders in a class, that is nothing more than a, a last resort short-term solution because if it were to happen through a year, it would be illegal. I wonder if because of what they've had to do during the pandemic where there was distance learning in, put in place, if there's a certain threshold that a school district would come to not being able to fill certain classes where students would have to be back into a distance learning environment where they would have a one-to-many-more uh, situation because they stream the class. 
Right. And I've talked about that, that awful scenario with some of the district leaders and they're not at that point. Um, and they don't suspect that we'll go back to distance learning for this reason, but it will be interesting to watch, especially as tomorrow is the deadline for uh, school staff to submit their vaccination verification form or to agree to weekly testing and and other districts across the state some employees have threatened to leave their jobs because they don't agree with that policy so it will be interesting to monitor this situation over the next few weeks and months to see if the staff shortage gets worse where does the teachers unions uh, that represent teachers here in the three districts across the Coachella Valley Where do they stand on that issue? Well, as far as I know, they are supportive of the state mandates, and they are all about um, protecting teachers from COVID-19. Thank you very much for taking time again to talk with us about stuff going on here in our local education system. Again, Jonathan Horwitz is the education writer at the Desert Sun. And you can read him, DesertSun.com, or go and get yourself a a subscription to have it delivered to your doorstep. Uh, You can do all of that by going to DesertSun.com slash subscribe. And remember, there's some great deals right now by using the code W-PG. Jonathan, thanks so much. Have a great day. You too, John. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you.